Today, I interviewed Adam Ross. Now, right now, at present moment, he is based out of New York State, but he's got some Canadian roots, so you're going to have to listen to find out. Perhaps you are here because maybe you're a big fan of Adam Ross, and if you are, maybe you'll learn something new about him. Um, In this episode, we talked about uh, nutrition just lately. We kind of got on a bit of a tangent on artificial sweeteners. We talked about uh, being on a team. We talked about how teamwork makes the dream work. We talked about communicating, learning, having a good attitude, finding your mentors, um, and just being a genuine good human being. So I hope that you enjoy this one. It was a really fun chat. Go and check out past episodes like uh, Kyle Dobbs, Lucy Hendricks, Jordan Syatt, to name a few. There's quite a few interesting conversations that I've had over the past couple of years. And you don't know unless you know, you know. So thank you for supporting. Share with a friend, share on social media, and we'll see you after this episode is through. Welcome to The Lifestyle Chase, Season 2. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. I'm your host, Chris Little. Let's get started. The Lifestyle Chase is brought to you by Yeg Fitness. Yeg Fitness is Edmonton, Alberta, Canada's healthy lifestyle community, creating and supporting active living for all. Check them out online at yegfitness.ca and on social media at Yeg Fitness. Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase, episode 120. I am joined by Adam Ross. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I like how much more daylight there is these days. Like, daylight makes such a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's been it's been a long, well, more of a long winter for you guys, for sure, than for us. But, yeah, it's always nice to see spring start to roll around, for sure. So what's life like for you these days? Like, what, what's your week been like? Has it been a good week, bad week, busy week, slow week? Uh, yeah, it, it's been good, you know. I mean, obviously... I'm in New York. Um, I live in Long Island. I don't live in the city. Uh, I live like uh, about 40 minutes from the city. But uh, like obviously COVID has hit um, the New York area pretty hard and Long Island specifically as well. So um, a lot of people have been out of work, um, that sort of thing. Um, as a dietitian, I actually, um, I'm, I have been working. So I, I actually went over, there's a big convention center here. It's called uh, the Javits centers where they hold like Comic-Con and all those big events in New York city. Um, so like, I'm actually a, a campus dietitian. So I work at one of the universities in Queens, New York. And, um, obviously like they closed the campus and everything. And I had an opportunity to get like a reassignment over to the Javits center and help with, um, all the COVID patients. So they started taking uh, a bunch of COVID-19 patients over there. So um, I've actually been doing that like the last six weeks. So it's kept me super busy, honestly, It's which has been nice because, you know, it's, I don't know, to be trapped in your house for all that time and not have a whole lot to do is it can, can kind of um, wear on you a little bit, right? So me and my wife, she's a physical therapist. We've been lucky. So she's considered essential service. So she's been still still at work, uh, you know, reduced hours, but still still busy enough. And um, and then myself doing the Javits thing. So up until this week, I've been doing that. So I like that. That's a, a fresh a fresh perspective because like 
so many of the people that I talk to, it's like you kind of get the the same rundown, you know, like they're pivoting in in their job and they're making do and they're getting introspective and doing some self-reflection. Um, what was your first thought when all of this unpredictability came through? Like for, for myself, I didn't know how long this whole lockdown was going to take place. Like what was your life like when everything first unfolded? Yeah, it was very surprising, you know, because obviously, you know, you heard about it like overseas and, and stuff. Um, and it just kind of came out of, out of the blue. Like it was just like, you know, one, especially being at, you know, at the university at the time, like it was like one day the kids were there and the next day, like they just weren't like, it was like, they just shut the campus down right away. Um, and everybody was gone. So it was, it was definitely like, it was a, a, a weird experience. You know, it's like, I, I kind of went through the, the stage of like, Oh, you know, in a week, everyone's going to get sick of this. Like, you know, in a week, no one's going to want to do this lockdown thing anymore. And it's, it, people are going to start getting past it, but people, I mean, obviously, you know, for the right reasons, people have taken it very serious. And, um, you know, I think as time goes on, you kind of see the effect it has. It's, it's a little bit easier to, um, accept the fact that like, all right, you know, we do need to take a step back and people need to need to stay inside and, you know, shut things down a little bit. So it's, it's been interesting, man. Like, it's just, obviously for everybody it's uh it's it's new right like we've never dealt with this before and i i always tell people like i hope this is the craziest thing that we live through in our lifetime you know it'll be one of those things you tell you talk about in 30 years to your kids or whatever and be like oh you never can't believe the time this happened but yeah it's it's been very weird for sure so to describe yourself to people that don't know you which might be some of the listeners um how would you describe yourself at a party, like in a casual way and something that people are going to remember you for? Oh, that's a great question. Describe myself at a party. I'm, I'm kind of quiet, you know, I'm not like a, a huge talker. Um, I'm, I'm more of like a, once I get to know you kind of guy, then I'll open up a little bit. Like I, I've had, uh, you know, the same good buddies like forever. Like I grew up in Red Deer. So um, you know, me and my buddies are all still super close, even though, you know, we've all kind of broken apart, but, uh, and I still consider those guys like my closest friends. So I'd probably be the guy that would, I hate to say this, but I'm probably harder to approach. <laughs> I'm not going to be like the life of the party, but, um, you know, once I kind of like, once I get to know people, I'll open up a little bit more, um, you know, I'm trying to, yeah, do my, you know, do my best to be a guy, but probably harder to approach some people. Well, I mean, when it comes down to it, like, as long as you're being yourself, like, I think that's something that takes a lot of, uh, it's very important in the fitness industry. Like, it gets old when people are just trying to put on a show, like, whether it's colleagues or clients or anything, like, anybody that's interacting with each other, when everybody's just showing up as, like, the best version of themselves and not, like, some version of somebody else, like that that's that's the best way to operate but i'm curious you talked about uh your buddies in red deer and how you guys have stayed close-knit what would you say are the the reasons for why you why that friendship has stood so so strong like is it core values or yeah you know we it's just we really i mean we grew up together right so i mean some of some of my friends i've known since i can remember um, you know, there's a group, there's probably about like eight of us. Right. And, you know, a couple of the guys, obviously we became closer with a little bit later in life, but 
I mean, when I say that, I mean like, you know, 12 years old kind of thing. So we, we kind of, we kind of did the whole growing up thing together. So, I mean, we, we had just, I mean, just, you know, we've got stories for, you could talk for days about the old stories and stuff, but yeah, I mean, all of us were, you know, we all have that sports background. We all grew up playing sports together. Um, like the majority of us played on the same hockey teams for years together growing up. Um, and then, yeah, as, as things moved on and in life and we all kind of went our separate ways, everybody, we all did kind of keep the same core values and stuff. Right. Like, so it, it's just been, yeah, it's funny. Like we have, obviously since this uh, quarantine's going on, we all got on a, a big zoom chat the other night and I think it went, like five hours like we talked until i mean it was like 3 a.m here whatever 1 a.m at home but um yeah you know it's it's weird it's just one of those things where you just click with certain people right and and for whatever reason uh even though you know you go i mean for myself i can go a year or even more without seeing these guys sometimes uh depending on when i can get home or whatever and it's like you know the, the second you start talking to them it's like nothing's ever changed right so yeah it's definitely it's just a, an interesting bond that we all have but i think it's just just because we all grew up together we went through so much like just as teenagers and young adults and now guys are married and kids and we've all kind of shared that all together which has been uh, just it's been awesome i think that's cool i mean like everybody has a different story but uh to kind of uh have those things that have been important to you for long enough that you can like just rekindle that and get back towards those long winded conversations. Like I know I've found myself having lots of like long visits with people that either I just like connected with just on a whim or people from the past that it was just like, wow, it feels like just yesterday that we were talking and now we're, we're catching up again. Um, something that you got me thinking about with, uh, talking about your, your childhood and doing sports and kind of having your crew, like, did you ever see yourself uh, in the career you're in today? Was this something that you had planned or did it come by surprise? No, never. No, I I had uh, (laughs) like uh, probably like most hockey guys, I had no plan. Um, (laughs) I just was playing hockey and I was, I was enjoying myself. Um, But no, the, so the career came about, it just, it actually just evolved, man, really. Like it just evolved over time. Right. Like, I mean, I started out, you know, you do like, you know, the, the traditional hockey path, I guess, like playing junior hockey. And, and then I was lucky enough, I got a scholarship and moved out to Massachusetts. And that's kind of when things started to take a, like get pretty serious for me. Right. Like I, I showed up not really knowing what to expect. Um, in terms of like the hockey and the commitment that it took and everything like that. And it was, it was actually me like not being happy with like the way I showed up my freshman year to play hockey. Um, I made like a, I made a decision like, okay, you know, at, at the end of this freshman year, like I made a decision. I was like, I'm, I'm not coming back. I'm not doing this again. Like I'm, I'm going to take this summer. I'm going to get my nutrition on point. I'm going to train harder than I've ever harder than I've ever trained and and it really just kind of evolved from there so as i as i you know started to play around with like making train changes in my diet and stuff um more and more i just started to see like the results that i was looking for and it just kind of it just that's kind of the where it all stemmed from so it just throughout the the entirety of like my you know the i guess the last say maybe like six seven years of my hockey career i just i just started pushing it a little further and further with the nutrition side of things um 
and then I actually had to go all, like I had to go back to school and redo everything. I, I got a whole nother degree and everything after the fact, after I uh, retired from hockey, um, just cause it, it had kind of taken over as like, uh, just one of those things where it just became like a passion of mine, I guess you could call it. And uh, so, it, yeah, it really just stemmed from just, I guess, being competitive and not being satisfied with, you know, where I was at when I first got to college. So when it comes to like really dialing in the nutrition, what was like the light bulb moment that made you think like, oh, wow, like I did this and all of this other stuff changed? Yeah, uh, believe it or not, it wasn't even, it wasn't like I had to make drastic, crazy changes, but it's just, and that's the thing that get like gets me about nutrition is people think that they have to do like a complete like 180, right? And just change everything about their diet it's really not that it can be just a few simple things that you change so i mean i just you know i think where where it really was is like i said it was that summer between my first year of college going into my second year and i decided to make some changes and it it was small you know i probably i just made more of an effort to eat like what i would have thought i mean i, I would do it totally different now <laughs> but what i thought were healthier foods you know what i mean i stopped eating certain things it was like i was working construction in the summers right so it was like i stopped eating two donuts every tim hortons run and i i you know just was taking better care of myself i was focusing on getting you know lean proteins and better you know carbohydrates and things like that um and then you know when i showed up for school that next year all the guys on the team were like well what the hell did you do like even my aunt at one point, I think, asked my mom if I was like taking roids. <laughs> I like, I made like a good, like a, and I, I also worked my ass off in the gym, right? So like, but I made like a pretty crazy, like a pretty good transformation, like within like three, four months kind of deal, you know, and it, it all kind of came together. Like I had a great strength coach at, at college who get, who set, like had me set in the right direction with a program. I was working construction. So I was working a physical job. I was eating right. And then, and I was training hard, right? So it all kind of worked together, but that was definitely the time when I was like, wow, okay, like this has opened my eyes to like what, you know, what I can do with this. Right. And then I just, I felt good, felt, you know, the, the better I ate, the better I felt and more energy I had and, and things just snowballed from there. Well, I think even though we find these things as, you know, like just a simple, simple change, something that wasn't a big drastic change, it's still something that, uh, if we if we talk about it out loud on a podcast, it's valuable for people to hear like in just that. Yeah, you you increase like lean proteins or you decrease donuts like it could just be you write a sticky on your car and it says uh, Tim Hortons, no donuts like might yeah, be yeah. tough. It might be a struggle, but a very simple lifestyle change that could compound over time. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what I try to push with, with the people I work with too, right? Is, is that that's what it is. Like it, it's just lifestyle changes and it has to be sustainable. Right. So it's like, um, that, I think that's the biggest thing, right. Is like I said, it doesn't have to be drastic. Like it can be small. It can be like, yeah, you're going to, it can be literally like if I eat the donut from Tim's five days a week, I'm only, I'm going to start with three days. Like I'll knock it down to three days. And then when I kind of realize I don't really need that anymore, I'll knock it down to one day a week and I'll have that donut on a Friday or whatever. And, and yeah, if you just can, can kind of find like, I always say like the low hanging fruit, right? Like everyone has those things where, where they know that they, that they need to make a change in their diet. And that's kind of what, 
you know, everybody wants like that magic, like, you know, they'll, they'll talk to me and they'll say like, Oh, what, what can I do? Like I do all this right. But then, but I, I drink three nights a week. I, I go out and I get hammered three nights a week. It's like, okay. So you always have that, but you always know that there's like those specific things. Right. So I think everybody's, you know, or for the most part, people have an idea of like healthy eating and what to do. But a lot of times people don't want to kind of, um, accept the fact that like that low hanging fruit is the thing that's kind of holding them back. Right. And I was, you know, you don't have to, to eliminate it, but a lot of times just decreasing it and replacing with better options will get, take you a long way. Yeah. I mean, in my own experience, cause I'm that guy that, uh, hangs out at home and works on projects on the computer, spends a little bit too much time by himself. I could easily fall into that void of, uh, Oh, let's just have a beer or let's, um, have some cookies or whatever. And so what mm-hmm. I found to be really helpful is just like you make a rule. If you sit down, you have a cup of tea. Like I, I made tea for this interview and then it's beside me. And when I'm like, hmm, thirsty tea. And then yeah. if I'm like, hmm, I want beer, then I get a fizzy drink. So it's just like you get some Zevia or you get um, whatever like uh, sugar replacement fizzy drink you like. Like mm-hmm. I opt for Coke Zero half the time, but just like anyone with uh, aspartame and such, you get a little bit skeptical. But uh, mm-hmm. well, actually, let, let's hear it from you, because I've heard so many so many stances on uh, sugar replacements or uh, just like non-sugar sweeteners. Um, mm-hmm. What what is your stance on on that stuff? Like, what what wisdom do you have to share with me for that? Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on your goal, right? Because like, if we're talking like in terms of a Coke zero and body composition, um, you know, the, the zero calorie sweetener is going to be better because it's zero calories in terms of you're not getting 40 grams of, you know, pure sugar into your diet, you know, however many times a a week you're going to have a a Coke or whatever. Right. So, um, I'm not going to say like, yeah, like I'm, I'm not going to say that you know, they, they've done a ton of studies and the studies all prove that like these things are safe to consume, right? Like they're actually, that's like what they put them as, I think like generally safe to consume list. I don't think that means that they're the greatest thing that we should be putting into our body. Um, but again, like I think that like within moderation, things are, are okay. Right. So, um, and then it, and it depends on your goal. So if you have like some serious gut issues or something like that, and you're finding it, you got a lot of digestive problems or gas all the time, some of those artificial sweeteners, they don't, I mean, they either won't digest or they don't digest well. Right. So, um, you know, at that point, I would say, you know, if you have a lot of gut issues or something like that, you may want to avoid those things. If you don't really have like a gut uh, any kind of digestive issues or anything like that, and you're just looking for like body comp, then again, I, I think you're okay going with like the artificial sweeteners. Right. But I mean, it's, it's kind of falls on the person and, and their goals. Yeah, no, you put that really well. I liked it a lot because what I find is people will see an article that rolls out and they'll be like, this causes that. And they're not willing to look into the body of research or like just like looking at more than one source like for myself i know that when i'm talking about something and i'm like oh i do this i do this like i should probably vet it a little bit because there's some people that might think it and then hear it and then all of a sudden they're just gonna get like multiple bottles like two liter bottles of coke zero because they figure that's gonna solve all their problems but like that much of anything would not be ideal and then it's just 
you have your uh, stevia, you have your sucralose, you have your aspartame. I can't even remember what else, but like There's too much of, of anything and it's not going to solve problems. And half the time somebody might get gassy anyway. So it's like, yeah, it's great. But you know what's even better? Water. Like water is, is probably what should be the solution for most people yeah yeah exactly and now they do a good job with all those seltzer waters and stuff too so i think those are a nice replacement for that sort of thing too because that i mean that'll replace a lot of you know they're not putting artificial sweeteners and all that in there so yeah i mean i'm not gonna uh, i'm not gonna like recommend you know but um at the same time it's like that's like kind of one of the the big things you kind of learn over time as a dietitian is the same time like you you're not gonna eliminate you know all this stuff like i mean it would be great like if if people would could say like hey i'm never drinking a diet coke again i'm never drinking a so uh pop again right but uh, you know in reality people are gonna do that you know so i think just you know being again just being smart about it and yeah it's like rather than having the two liter every day maybe you keep it to you know one can or something and you're gonna be a lot better off you know so that's kind of the way i see it but Totally. And like, that's the first time I've ever actually gone on a tangent about anything that dialed in, you know, like usually it's, it's so much other things. I'm asking you like, what do you prefer donairs or pizza? And since I said it out loud, which do you do prefer donairs or pizza? Pizza every time pizza. What I, kind of pizza? Well, I'm in New York. So pizza, the pizzas here is pretty good. So I, I go, uh, actually, believe it or not, like I have a, I, I, I just write, order uh like regular cheese slices but i make them put uh grilled chicken on it so i have like a couple places that i or places that i order from and i i know it's like a weird order because they like re they recognize me right away when i order They're like oh yeah i remember you you're the guy that orders the chicken oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most people here just do the standard like you know classic cheese slice or whatever but i don't know i gotta have some protein good so, something good in there i tell myself <laughs> for sure um you got me thinking about like new york like you talked about red deer you talk about new york let's fill in the gaps how did you get from red deer to new york yeah uh <laughs> it's, it's a, i'll try to keep it short um but no so that's originally was the scholarship right so i got out to uh boston i was playing hockey out there um, and my, I met my wife at college, so she is a Long Islander. She was out in Massachusetts at the same school as me playing soccer. Um, and then I kind of went around playing like minor league hockey for a few years afterward. And then, um, she wanted, she was, uh, had to go back to school to get her doctorate. So she's a physical therapist. She got a doc doctorate in that, but the school she got into was back on Long Island um so when i was all said and done with hockey i moved out here and i've i've been here ever since so been uh that's that's kind of the, the the short version <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to moving around have you ever had a struggle being in new environments or do you adapt easily yeah i mean it, it i'm not like uh i'm pretty relaxed so I've definitely been in some stressful situations, but I think I handled them pretty well. You know, like, I mean, even when I moved to, um, out to school the first time, uh, like I just, I wasn't thinking like, you know, I was like 19 years old or whatever. I wasn't, I was like not thinking that it would be a big issue. I remember just like packed a couple bags, hopped on the plane, 
got to school, I had to be there a week early because international students had to go a week early and, and like getting into my room. And I mean, it was like, I mean, the humidity out East is like, I mean, I, it was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. Right. So it was like 30 degrees, you know, Celsius and just humid as all hell. And I like walked into my room and there was just like this single, like rubber, rubber mattress. (laughs) And like, that was it. Right. Like I didn't have any bed sheets. I didn't have a pillow. I didn't have it. I didn't have a TV or a fridge or any of this stuff. And I was just thinking like, Oh shit. Like what, like, what did I do? Like, I don't even know. Like, so I just remember like the first night I like laid like a towel down on the bed and I just slept like with like a t-shirt, you know? So, I mean, there's definitely things. And then they, they would be, I guess you could say for some people they would be stressed, but I kind of like, I kind of take stuff in stride. So it wasn't terrible, but, and then, you know, through like, uh, through, um, you know, like playing like pro hockey and stuff, there's a couple times like, you know, you get traded or cut or whatever, and you have like 12 hours there, like, all right, go home, pack your shit. You're off to the next place. You know, like, I mean, it, so that, that's always like kind of a stressful time, right? Because, um, I remember when I got traded, I was playing hockey out in California and I got traded out to West Virginia and there were like, I basically had like six hours to like go pack everything I had and be on a plane. And I flew overnight and I drove straight to the team bus, got on the team bus and had a game with the new team that night. Um, so, you know, things like that, uh, they can be a little stressful in terms of like, you know, having to completely just uproot your life and (laughs) go to like a place you have no idea where you where you even are um but the nice thing about being with like a team is like there's always there was always somebody there you know what i mean there was always somebody like i never felt like alone which is like probably the key to it all is that i always knew like i mean no matter how shitty that was to get traded and and have to be on that plane six hours later like i i showed up and there was 20 guys waiting there and like introduced themselves and you know things like that so it's I think that was probably the saving grace with a lot of it is just having people around me that I, that I knew that I could like, if, if I was ever in trouble, I could talk to or, or get help from. Right. I like the way of like describing the, the team atmosphere and how it didn't matter where you went. There was that team and you could kind of lock yourself in. Have you found a similar experience in just your, your career in the fitness industry with uh, people that you're working with and around? Yeah, I mean, in this industry, yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously not the same as being a part of a team because there's always kind of that, you know, everybody's, it's business, right? So everybody has their own business in mind. But no, there's definitely some amazing people, man. Like, I mean, even, you know, we were connected through the Sleep Summit, but, um, you know, just, just groups like that that I'm a part of, some of these people have been super helpful. And and the one thing that is, is really cool about this, like this uh, industry in particular is like, everybody is willing to help, you know, like, I, I think even as, as like myself, like as a professional or whatever, I feel like I, I shouldn't like, I'm almost a little bit hesitant to reach out to people because I don't want to bother them or I think they're too busy or whatever. They just, you know, why would that guy want to help me? He's, he's here, he's here and I'm down here or something. Why would he want to help me? But um, anytime I've ever reached out, like people have been more than happy to like share their expertise or share their story or, or, you know, um, provide some feedback or tips or whatever it is. Right. So no, it's, it's a, and, and I, I think too, like the majority of people in this field they've got here because they have some sort of a, a, 
background in athletics or even if you're training you like to be a part of a group or whatever it is right so i think um the two kind of kind of you know um overlap pretty good so it's it's been great i got no complaints well i like that and just describing it too because there's been lots of instances like i mean the cool thing about the situation that we're in right now is it changes the dynamics of so many people's schedules in such a way that we're all just chit-chatting away on instagram and sending each other emails jumping on video calls like this morning there was it was one of the other presenters he sent me a dm and he was like how do you do those audiograms for your podcast and then i like sent him like a little how-to thing and just um little things that i have mastered i can help people that are smarter than me with and just vice versa it's just kind of cool how everybody comes together like that exactly yeah no i mean it, it is like it, it's it's very cool like it, people really have like banded together which is which is great yeah and that's the thing i think you know we all realize that it, it doesn't hurt to like you know like i people value their time so much but I mean, it, it really like it doesn't hurt to reach out to somebody or just talk a little extra. I think there's a lot to be gained from that. And even like the busiest of guys in the industry or whatever, like I think maybe are realizing, you know, it, it is important to like have, uh, you know, like I guess like connections. Right. And have people that they can they can fall back on. And like you said, like something as, as simple as like, oh, how do I how do I do this? Well, I know now that I can reach out to these, this specific person where, you know, before maybe you wouldn't have taken the time to do that because you never had it. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting. It's, and, and I think it's, you know, as, as detrimental as it's been to a lot of people and their, their income and everything like that, I think there's been a lot of benefit, you know, from having to kind of take a step back and, you know, maybe not be, I, I won't say not be as busy, but just have to, find a way to do things a little bit differently right well i mean it's it's been a, a blessing in disguise like for some people it's like a blessing that we want to swear at every day but i mean there's yeah. been more continuing education than you could shake a stick at it's all mm. been very accessible um yeah. tons of just opportunities to just like stop and smell the roses people's sleep health has probably increased dramatically um exactly. and it's forced people to be accountable to their business plans like Whereas before we kind of, eh, maybe I'll uh, work on my website a little bit later. Now a lot of people are working on their website really hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so true, right? It's like, you know, it's all those things. I mean, I know this has been said a thousand times, but it's all the things that you talk about, oh, what, oh, how I could do this if I just had time, if I just had the time, you know, I, yeah, like you talk about with sleep and, and all that stuff. And yeah, especially for me too, like having the full-time job and trying to, um, do like the personal business on the side. Like it is, it's, it's way too easy just to be like, Oh, you know, I'll do that another time. I'm busy on this, on that. But, um, no, this is a, this is a great time to, yeah. If you're in, into doing anything like that, now's the time to get things done. So with all of that being said, we've painted such a positive picture on, on life right now. Um, this industry's tough. Like it takes a lot of energy. I mean, you're working with people all the time. Have you ever had a time when you're like, wow, like I, I can't do this anymore? Or just a time when the job just defeated you? Uh, not yet, luckily. Sweet. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, what, I mean, yeah, what, is, what is the magic to the job for you? Because I find I relate. I'm really passionate about what I do. Um, being away from people is the hardest part. It's like when I'm with people, I feel awesome. So what's your experience like? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I won't say that. I, I mean, it, it's definitely stressful, right? And there's, you know, de- depending on who your clientele is like, some people are, you know, if you've ever worked with people, you know, some people are easier to deal with than others, or you just jive with some a little bit better than you jive with others. But I mean, no, I mean, I, I really value my alone time, man. Like, um, even like probably more than my wife would like me to sometimes, but <laughs> probably she gets the the worst end of it some days, unfortunately. But I mean, I think that's, that's like kind of my strategy is like, I, I seriously value my alone time. So, um, to uh, honestly, like I'm a little more like introverted, like I, I'm not a huge talker and especially not like we talked about, like, like at a party, like I'm not a big, like uh, small talk guy, like a bullshitter like that. Um, so yeah, I mean to, to go through and, you know, like run through say, six seven hours in a row of of clients where you're training people or you know coaching people with their nutrition or whatever it's a lot for me like um mentally and you know i just so like i said i just i try to take advantage of that alone time whenever i get it so um around new york whether it was like you know there's been times i've been working in gyms in the city and stuff it was like that uh the train ride home i knew i had an hour where i could just kind of like sit quietly don't have to talk to anybody decompress just I'm kind of a big like sit with your thoughts kind of guy and just kind of uh, I don't know that's the way I manage things um, best I think but yeah and that works really well I would find that I relate most of the time I, I get a little bit self-reflective kind of think about things and then find a way to move forward um, yep. when it comes to like this this career and everything like that like people usually have like some kind of an influence to them uh, something that sort of like shapes them into who they are would you be able to think of like one or two people that sort of influence you in in what you do yeah definitely um well so i ha- i have like my college coach definitely so i have my uh my head coach of my hockey team in college um his name is mark dennehy um he was huge uh he's just like a really awesome guy and and i think he kind of you know you he kind of like taught me the, I guess, like value of like being a good person and everything like that. He was, he was not just, um, you know, all about like the wins and the losses and stuff. He was a lot about like how you carried yourself as a human being and with pride and all that stuff. So that was huge. My strength coach, uh, at Merrimack college as well is a guy named Mike Kamal. And he like took that, he, he took, he, when he came in there, it was not the best of situations, you know, a tiny little weight room. The guy was working from like 5 a.m. until 9 p.m. every night. Um, but like he never complained about it once. He showed up, he worked his ass off. He still does. Um, but he's built himself up a really nice program there at the school. And that's kind of where like during college is really when I got, like I said, when I got into like the training and the nutrition side of things like um, heavily. So, I mean, those two guys, <clears throat> they're like the the main reason why I got interested. And then uh, I was fortunate enough. I got um, to do an internship at a gym called drive 495 in New York city. Uh, I met the owner of it actually playing hockey out here in long Island. And we just got to talking or whatever, but, and a lot of the guys in there have been like, especially for like my development over like the past, like three years, they've been huge. So um, they've, they just kind of like through that internship, like, I got to meet some really high quality like trainers, um, really knowledgeable, like in all aspects of fitness, right. And nutrition. Um, so like Don Saladino at the gym. Um, and then there's also Chris Wickes and Cody Benz are two guys 
that were at that gym that were like, I guess, mentors of mine. And I just, I learned so much over from them over the past couple of years. And it really like, it like being with those guys opened my eyes to like all just so many other people in the industry. Right. And so many other avenues. And then, you know, from there I got into like knowing, you know, kind of following like Pat Davidson and, and uh, rebel performance guys and Ben house and people like that. So, and so those are the main guys that, that I've, I kind of like, you know, I, I, I respect what they do and I respect their stuff, but um, yeah, definitely like college, my coaches at college and then the guys from drive were, have been huge for me. So one thing that I've been thinking about a lot personally, like, I mean, we have all these people that we can look up to and all these different uh, mentors that we can have and these directions that we can go. What do you think it is that uh, influences us to go in the directions that we go or look up to the people that we look up to? Like, if you could put it in your own words. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think, you know, obviously, like, just those guys, they, they'll set you in the right direction, you know. But then, I, I don't know. For me, like, I'm still working on this, on it, like, I'm sure like majority of people <laughs> would say that, but I mean, I, I still feel like I'm still trying to find like that exact pathway, you know, like I'm still doing like, I just, every day I wake up, like I'm not, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. Like I'm, I love to just like keep, and that's the problem probably with like nutrition is there's like, <laughs> there's a lot to learn and there's, and then by the time you think you know something like a couple new studies will come out and everything will change and everyone will be doing something a little bit differently but and there's a lot of different strategies and avenues you can take with nutrition so uh, i mean for me i would say like yeah i mean those guys definitely guided me in a direction and introduced me to specific people that um i like i said i respect what they do and their and their opinions and their work but um yeah i, I wouldn't say like that I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out truthfully like i I, I hope that I can kind of find like that that niche or that whatever it is that that I can go with. But for right now, I think I'm just I'm just really into like just trying to learn as much as I can and um, and hope that you know I, I probably won't ever stop. But <laughs> well, I mean that that's a good sign when somebody is like I mean I think about myself. I think about buddies that I talk to that have been training for like a decade. And everybody is still figuring it out. If, if we think that we figured it out, we have not figured anything out because we haven't figured out that we have a bunch of stuff to figure out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, so, like I said, some of those guys that have been doing it forever, like a, like a Cressy or a Boyle, I mean, they say that, right? They're like, if you're, if you're still using the same program you were using five years ago, then you're doing something wrong. Like if you're not evolving with things like, you're you're getting left behind right and i i think that is like it you do see that commonly though too right is like guys get get some notoriety get a little like business is good and then they get a name for themselves and some guys kind of do just decide to shut it down and and then you know the the product suffers but the name is enough to kind of carry them through that and i think that that's something that um like i don't you know i hope that i don't really get there like i'd like to place an emphasis on like on continuing education and continuing to learn and stuff like as time goes on because i you know i'd just rather i hope i won't get stagnant like that you know well it brings it back to the whole team metaphor like they're in a weird wrap around kind of way there is 
teams within the industry, no matter what realm of it you're in, because it's kind of the people that you surround yourself with or the networks and the connections that you make, like in some way, like uh, I'll, I'll have a conversation with you. I had a few conversations last week and like all these conversations are like a composition of a team. It's just like you bounce ideas back and forth and you figure out which direction you're going to go. And you don't really know, but you have a general direction. Like we're going to go Northeast and we might go West a little bit, then go back East or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think that's the best way to do it. Right. Like you said, I mean, the, the more of a team you can develop through like, you know, a professional team. I mean, that's, that's, that's best. Right. Cause then you don't, you don't have any choice, but to, keep learning <laughs> right it's it's when you when you think you've you've done it all and learned it all and you you quit you know doing that like you know conversing with other people in the industry and stuff that i think is when you start to get left behind so so the next question i have for you might take a lot of thinking it's going to be a tough one but what the question is and i'll give you some of my own experiences um in a lot of scenarios i get myself into a situation where i feel like like so much dumber than everybody else in the room. And even if I am smart and even if I wrote down some stuff and like I got a peer reviewed, like somebody was like, oh yeah, what you said there was smart. Like even if all of that stuff happened, I still feel dumb. Have you ever experienced something like in like that in your career? And like, if so, what was, what was happening in your life at that point? What was that like? Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I still feel like that a lot, man. I'm, I'm still a little bit hesitant. Uh, you know, like I'm just going to use again, that sleep summit as an example, right? Like uh, that, that was something where when you look at that, at the list of, uh, people that were in on that presentation, you know what I mean? Like it, it's very hard for me to look at that list and be confident that, <laughs> you know, what, that these guys can't blow, blow me out of the water. Right. Um, but I, I do think too, like, so i mean no i mean I, I i feel like that all the time and like i said that internship i did at drive you know i was like the low man on the totem pole and and there's always there's so many great people around and they always seem to know so much more um i mean there's two things i mean i i think that you know obviously you want to have the confidence to to do your thing but i also think like a little bit like having that in the back of your mind like you know that you got to fight for you know, you got to continue to, to get better every day. Like, I think that it's a good thing. Right. So like, I, I, like I said, I don't think like, I hope that I'm never like super comfortable where I feel like I can just mail it in every day or whatever I'm doing. Um, but the one thing too, I, I've kind of been getting more onto of late is, um, is just like not being afraid to like go out there and, and say your piece. Right. Because, I mean, if you look at the at the list of, of people that are on some of these, um, you know, these summits or webinars or continuing education or whatever, like these are the best guys in the field. Right. Um, but they get there because like they're not afraid to like say their opinions. Like, who knows? Some of these guys like the things they say, like they could be right. They could be wrong, whatever. But they believe in them and they're and they're very convincing. And that's why people kind of follow them and feel like they're the upper echelon. Right. Um, and you know, they can back it up cause they have the experience and they do the research and whatever. But, uh, I, I think like the big thing is just like what I'm trying to work on for myself personally is like, I mean, those are the top end, right? So if you feel like you, you put anything that you kind of consider yourself a professional in and a master in, you're probably in the top, however, you know, 10% of people. 
So the majority of stuff you put out is going to resonate to somebody, right? So that's kind of the way I've been trying to think of things lately is like, yeah, I mean, does like, uh, does someone that has a, a doctor, PhD in nutrition um, necessarily, like, are they going to learn something from what I'm talking about in, in my presentation? Maybe not, but there may be, you know, 90% of the other people out there where they can take a lot from it and they can learn a lot from it. Right. So I think that's the one thing I've been trying to, trying to work on is that, yeah, you are, you're always going to feel that way. But I think that if you kind of think of, um, you know, it's not really up for me to decide. It's more for me to put my stuff out there and to let other people decide. It's kind of the way I'm. Well, you put that really well, and it reminds me of something. I can't even remember where I saw it, but it was something from uh, Jonathan Goodman. He's been putting out so much stuff on just, well, his business in general, and mm-hmm. kind of uh, finding ways to equip people to uh, basically be at their best through their business, primarily through the online space. And something that he hammered down on is like a lot of people are. Uh, really wrapped up around their engagement on Instagram and mm-hmm. like everything revolves around like getting to that 10,000 followers or their engagement is down. People aren't like in their posts. And he was like, there's going to be a shift like in, in two years or something. And I, I wouldn't disagree. And it's just like, it kind of circles around to the fact that like, Hey, if Instagram disappears, what do we have to show for ourselves? And so should we focus on like the echo chamber or the people clapping for us? Or should we just uh, put our nose to the grindstone and focus on, on what we're putting out there? So focusing on writing articles and focusing on, on putting out podcasts or um, doing like sessions or coaching calls or whatever our rep looks like, just repping it out. And it's like for me to hear that, like, it's one thing for me to say it, but for me to hear it and it just sinks in, as it was just what I needed for the day. Because like, heck, I mean, I'm no expert on podcasts, but I've accumulated a few of them, so I'm like building my skills on them. And just like anybody in, in their given realm of what they do. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. It's like, yeah, I mean, you just go about it. You learn what you can learn, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, like you said, the more you stick to something, like, I mean, you're always you're always gonna you're going to keep progressing. Right. And I think that's kind of what the, what the goal is. I don't know. That's, that's kind of my goal in life is just keep getting better one day at a time, whether it's a little bit today, a little more tomorrow, whatever. But, you know, as long as you can say that you're doing something to, to, you know, keep progressing as a, as a professional or as a person or whatever it is, I think it's, it's big. What's the toughest life lesson that you've learned from sports? (laughs) oh man um i'll i'll keep i'll keep it light later but um no i I think it's just uh i don't know i'll be honest that no one in the end no one really gives a shit about you and i know that sounds rough um but you go through enough times and and like that's not to say like nobody, but like you know you you have those people that are very close to you and they want to see you succeed and stuff. But in the end, people are out for themselves, and especially like as as you go on in like uh, you know professional hockey and stuff, you realize like it, it's a business, right? And and just like anything, like they got to do what's best for the business, and that means that they're not really too concerned about <laughs> about you as a person a lot of times, right? 
Um, so that that's probably like one of the things I took from it that I, I, I'm not like uh, bitter about it or anything. Like I fully understand it, you know, it is what it is. But I, I and I think that honestly like prepared me for like, you know, life after sports too, right? Is, is that like, man, like it's on you. Like it's on you to get up every day and make sure your life is good and your, you know, your job is good and um, you're doing the things you want to do and you're happy with because like it, it's it's no one else's problem at the end of the day right like i mean you know relationships come and go people come and go jobs come and go this and that but like it, it like i said I, I think that's probably the one thing i took is that like in the end it's on you right no one really gives a shit about you it's it's up to you to do the things that make you happy and and you know decide the the path you want to take so yeah, you nailed it. I mean, that was something that I was, I, I had a lot of time to think. So everything you say, I'm like, oh, I was thinking about that too. But it's just like, when we think about it that way, it's kind of like a tough love statement. And like, it's not meant to be like, you're, like your loved ones don't love you. It's just like, when you're when you're working for a business or like little interactions where somebody reacts in a way that maybe wasn't in your best favor, it's like, people people aren't necessarily even out to get each other it's just like everybody's going to be like looking out for themselves and then any given situation they're looking out for themselves and then we feel like oh man they like we always have to look out for ourselves i was thinking about the other day i was like if i ever thought and i don't think I, i like canada but if i ever thought that i wanted to move to like an island or something i wouldn't be waiting for someone to give me the approval to go to an island or somebody pay me all this money and then I could afford to go to an island. I would have to like find what I had to do to go to the island and take my own butt over to the island. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you got to put the things in place to get to where you want to be. You have to set your goals. You have to like set your budget, whatever you got to do. Has there ever yeah. been a, a goal that you've like had in mind or do you have a goal in mind right now that you're working towards for the remainder of this crazy year? Uh, yeah like i i'm kind of like you said i'm trying to look at at it like i'm trying to be optimistic with things and um definitely the one thing is like um i've always wanted to be able i would love to be able to do my own thing right so um i think just like quality of life wise I, i always tell people like my um you know ideally where if i if everything works out for me at the end of it by the time i retire is like i'll be able to work from anywhere um and that's kind of my goal right so like right now especially i mean with everything kind of shifting having to shift virtually um is obviously a great time to start working on you know my own personal business and things like that like i've always worked for somebody and you know i I do think there's value in that too because you can learn a lot from working for different people and being the you know having to grind through it sometimes um but that's definitely the main goal is to one day have my own thing and have enough of uh, enough stability in it where um, I can, like I said, if I, if I want to work from the beach today, I can work from the beach. If I want to, you know, me and my wife like to travel. So it always like every time we go somewhere, I get I'm like, oh, we, I should, you know, love to be here one day or be there one day or whatever. But, you know, but it, but really, I mean, that would be my ultimate goal is to to be comfortable with my own business you know, do whether it's a, you know, online virtual nutrition coaching and stuff like that, um, some training and uh, be able to do it from wherever I, I want at the end of the day. I love it. Um, there's something that got me thinking and I'll, I'll share a bit of my own stuff that I have to do because like I have, I have goals of my own and then I find like I'm my own biggest enemy when it comes 
to me getting from where I am to where my goal is. Um, so some of the things that I have to do is like, honestly, reduce my, my time scrolling through Facebook. There's too many flat earthers out there and just crazy stuff that takes up my time. And if I budget my time, then I'll, I'll be a little bit more dialed into the stuff that I need to do for yourself with your, with your goals and your plans. What are like, if you could list three things that you have to hold yourself accountable, because then we'll have it on the podcast. You'll be accountable. People can hear, call you out on it. Like what are three things to get you to your goal that you can think of. Yeah, if I, if I say it out loud, yeah, this is on record forever, right? So, yeah, man, I'm a procrastinator to, like, the max. Like, I'm – that's, like, the, my number one thing is I, I procrastinate, right? So, I mean, honestly, I don't even know if I could give you three. I would just say, like, I can't even imagine how much more productive I could, I could be. So I, I'm going to just go, with, like, procrastination all the way because – I'm the same as you, like I'm with Instagram. So like, I'll be like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to go and just check up on this one thing. And then 45 minutes later, I got my face buried in my phone and I don't even know what I just did, you know? And, and it's, and it's so counterproductive and it's such a waste. Like, like you, you talked about earlier where you're just searching for likes or whatever it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not even doing that. I'm just wasting my time, just mindlessly scrolling around. But um, that would be my thing is I'm, I'm, and that's what's why also like why I, I don't dive into like doing my own thing a hundred percent is because it, it scares me like that <laughs> because I know that I procrastinate. So like, you know, it's for me, it, it's a lot easier to work for a boss because I can like, I'm accountable at that point. Right. If I'm only accountable to myself, I'm, I'm not as productive as I would like to be every day. And that's, that's a problem for me. I love it. That's perfect. Um, so I have one final question for you. And this is a question that I ask all of my guests. If you could give one piece of advice on how to live your life to the fullest in the most authentic way, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, yeah. One piece of advice. Um, man, I would just say, I mean, it's probably cliche, but like, just do it. I mean, do what makes you happy. Um, but at the same, like, at the same right, like it can't be all good all the time either. You know, like, I, I mean, if we want to like kind of bring it back to like nutrition and fitness and stuff, it's like, I really, I feel like people, if they would just dial it in a little bit and just, you know, take responsibility for, for what's theirs, you know, and that being like your, your eating and your, your exercise, and stuff like that people i think could be very you know the majority of people some people are flat out just not going to care about that stuff and not, that's 100 percent cool with me you know what i mean um but in terms like i feel like we people like the people that i talk to and that i encountered they they place such importance on this stuff but yet they're kind of unwilling to like to do it right so in my mind i'm always just like i'm like i'm just like why can't you just just do it, man. Like, just do the stuff that you know is going to make you happy. And if that's like, like losing 10 pounds, then I mean, get help and do it or do it on your own or do whatever, however you have to do it. But like, that's kind of my thing is like, just like, I think if we quit talking about everything and just let's talk more action. I mean, I feel like life could be so much better for everybody. Like, I, I feel like I have it pretty figured out in terms of exercise, but in terms of like career, I don't, right? Like, uh, like I said, I'm a procrastinator to the max. And I'm not that accountable to myself. So 
I'm, I'm, I'm more talk, less action on the work side of things. I'll be in the gym all day or eat, eat right. You know, I can do that all day. But, um, yeah, I think that would be the big thing is like, less talk, more action. Just if you want something and you know, it's going to make you feel good and and happy with yourself, you got to quit making up excuses for it and just go get it. That was perfect. So thank you very much for joining me today. This episode was awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. It was great getting to chat. So this was this was awesome. Thank you for listening. Now I have a challenge for you for today. Your challenge for today's episode is to conquer what you have been procrastinating. So if you are like me or Adam, where there's just something that you kind of put off for a while or just a goal that you have in mind that you want to achieve, what's in your way of it? What are you procrastinating? Um, address it, put it out there, conquer it. So in the post on at the lifestyle chase on Instagram, you're going to find the post that gives you your episode challenge and then put in a comment there as to what you are going to do to overcome that. So it could just be productivity, like less time on social media, looking up flat earth people, or it could be something like um, eating less Tim Hortons donuts. And it, it doesn't have to be that tricky either. Whatever it is, put it in the comments. Thanks for listening, and thank you for supporting the Lifestyle Chase.